Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. even realize that we're worshiping another God when we submit ourselves to our own physical appetites and desires, but we are. There's a demonic entity behind it, and you're bowing and joining yourself to a false God when you give in to that desire for sexual pleasure outside the context that God has ordained for that purpose. When you submit to the desires of your flesh and the bad attitudes in your heart, you are giving allegiance to the enemy. Today, Pastor Robert will encourage you to align your heart and surrender your desires to God who longs to perfect you. It may feel difficult to give up certain things, but those things lead to death, not abundant life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. When God has proscribed war or Wrath, you know, that when he commanded King Saul to wipe out the Amalekites, he did so because they posed a threat. They were a danger to the rest of humanity. And, and you always see it's the goodness of God and the love of God that motivates the wrath of God. And if you remember that, it, it, it'll, it'll help give understanding in those times when you're struggling to see exactly what's going on. But one good example of God actually condoning the taking of a human life is Numbers chapter 25. In Numbers chapter 25, um, King Balak had sent emissaries to the prophet Balaam. He wanted Balaam to put a curse on Israel. And Balaam was like, you know, he was willing to take the money, but basically he he said, I can't do it. I mean, they're blessed by God. I, I can't put a curse on them. And they go back and forth with this thing until finally the prophet says to the king, here's what I can do. It's like, I really want a payday. So I can't put a curse on them, but I can teach you how to basically manipulate them into cursing themselves. He's like, okay, that's good. How can I do that? And so he tells him how to basically set up the armies of Israel using the women of Moab and Midian so that they indulged in idolatry and immorality with those women, thereby cursing themselves, as it were. Numbers 25, verse 1 says, Now Israel remained in Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people down to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Baal of Peor. And the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Now, just a a quick little footnote. Something else that hit me as I read through this 
One of the reasons that sexual immorality, very important, please hear me on this. One of the reasons that sexual immorality is such a big deal for God is the fact that it's always idolatry. We don't even realize that we're worshiping another God when we submit ourselves to our own physical appetites and desires, but we are. There's a demonic entity behind it, and you're bowing and joining yourself to a false god when you give in to that desire for sexual pleasure outside the context that God has ordained for that purpose. And it's so important that we understand that. He said, Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, every one of you, kill his men who were joined to Baal of Peor. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses, in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So as this is unfolding, and God is saying, okay, kill all the offenders, this one guy, just blatant rebellion, comes and brings the woman that he's about to go have sex with, and he's like, you know, do what you got to do, but I'm doing what I got to do. I mean, just open rebellion. And so he takes this woman into his tent. Verse 7 says, now when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand, and he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman, through her body. So the plague was stopped among the children of Israel, and those who died in the plague were 24,000. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with my zeal among them so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore say, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace and it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. Do you see what God is saying? Basically, God says to Phinehas, high five, dude, good job. You did what needed to be done. Now understand, they were living in a, in a theocracy. The government of Israel was a, was a theocracy. Moses was the leader, the judges that he had appointed, you know, to serve with him under his leadership, right? It was a theocracy. Now Romans chapter 13 basically speaks to us today. There, there are governing authorities to whom we must submit ourselves to whom we must look for justice, for whom we must pray that they actually give us justice and do the right thing because we're still living in a fallen world. But I want you to notice something. I'm not doing a whole teaching on it, but I, but I had a guy say to me, this was years ago, that capital punishment is not Christ-like. And I said, are you, are you saying to me that you don't believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And he's like, how did you get that out of what I just said? And I said, well, if... If Jesus is God the Son, we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if the Bible is true, then Jesus came up with capital punishment. God came up with capital punishment. 
Now, granted, our world has fallen and messed up. Our court system, our legal system is, is messed up because it's made up of imperfect human beings, right? But that was true 4,000 years ago. The world was fallen. People were corrupt. Do you understand? So we, we, need, to, we need to think through the fact that God is the one who instituted capital punishment. There's a time for it. There's a place for it. It's not always sin to take a human life. There are times when it's the right thing to do. Pretty much every state has a statute on the books that it's often called justified homicide or justifiable homicide. And, you know, this past week I was at a, um, a seminar, a, a, a week of meetings and, and, and trainings for the International Conference of Police Chaplains. And one of the classes that I took, this subject came up, we were talking about it because we were talking about peer support and, and supporting law enforcement officers and some of the things that, that can happen. And the, the instructor was the former um, director of the Bureau of Narcotics in Mississippi, and the, the, he's now the head of their counter-drug task force training unit or something, I forget now. But, but, but he pointed out something I'd never thought about, that when you look at the concept of justifiable homicide, the implication is that there are times when it would be wrong not to kill. Now, I, I know some of you, no matter what I say, you're not going to agree with, with me on this, and, and, and I'm not going to be dogmatic about it, but, but what, I, what I do want to challenge you to do is actually read the Bible and think about what it says and why. Take some time and, and digest it, because we're, often we're conditioned by culture to take a stand on one side or the other. But what God says clearly is that there are times when it's necessary and even beneficial to society at large to take a human life. And, I mean, a good example would be if somebody walked through the back door shooting. I would want that stopped somehow, some way, by anybody who could. And so would you. There are times when it's wrong not to kill. God clearly indicated here in Numbers that it would have been wrong for Phineas to have not done anything. And if a police officer sees a criminal actively harming someone, and the only way he can stop it is to kill that individual, well, then that's what needs to happen. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.